What's up, everybody? I'm Bill Bellamy. You have to watch this next episode of Top Villain. I have one of the most hilarious, explosive interviews with legendary rapper Too Short. He gives us the game, and he teaches you how to be a player and how to be a pimp. Stay tuned. What's up, everybody? This is Bill Bellamy, and you are a part of Top Villain, the number one podcast in the country, taking the nation by storm, the place for the culture, the place for the movement, the place for discussion. We're right here on Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood, California. Today's guest is born and raised in South Central L.A. He's a legend out of the Bay. How did he make that transition? We will find out. Came on the scene in 87 with Born to Mac. He has not took the foot off the gas pedal. Blow the whistle. 20 solo rap albums out the crate. I don't know what else I can say, but my good friend, legendary Two Shorts in the building, baby. What's good? <laughs> ah! I'm here, you I'm got here. to be top billy. You understand? You official top billy. Like, there's no way I can have a, a show called Top Billy and you ain't in here. That didn't make no damn sense. Well, you know, we've been seeing each other in the VIP for like, a minute 20, now. 20 yeah. years. 27, every every yeah. VIPM you win. So we've been top billing for a minute. <laughs> hey man, love right. you. Thank you for stopping by short. You we know, gotta we gotta talk about this, man. And this is the fun part before we get into uh our interview, right? Everybody know me as how to be a player. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you like literally how to be a pimp. <laughs> now, like like relatively, because you've been pimping this game, right? I've, now, been, what, I've been rapping about how to be a pimp. Real talk. Now, if we were to do a movie, it'd be crazy. But how about this? It, who's got more skills, though? Is it the player or the pimp? Uh, my, my answer would have to be mm -hmm. uh, the most skillful person is the one who knows how to be a pimp and a player. Oh, oh, okay. At the same time. Oh, so it's a collabo. Okay, that's how we do it. So you need to be able to pimp. Now tell me what's the difference between a pimp and a player. Because if you put them up against each other, a super pimp and a super player would cancel each other out on benefits because the super pimp, he's, you know, he getting his toes done and shit. They rolling his <laughs> joints, he in the bed. He don't even got to touch the remote control. <laughs> he got you know his, what I'm saying? He got his hoes doing everything. The super player, he got a super fly date every night. He, mm. he getting, you know, Blow jobs from the baddest supermodels and the hottest chick in the club. Like he's he living a life. But if you if you just happen to be both, that's what I think you 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 the, you the guy with the skills. Cause look, take the pimp. Okay, go. He got to stay hard on a bitch, man. He can't really ever let up and just have a good time. <laughs> he can't with the enjoy bitch. his women. Like you can, but that's like a treat for it. Like you can't really just every day just go out and have laughs and a drink with the bitch. The bitch got to be hard on the boulevard getting money, and you got to be on her like like this is a business. Right. So. He's basically not really like enjoying his fruits. Yeah, of his he life. can't really indulge and be like every night like he hitting it because he it's the product. Like you can't just hit the product. Okay, so he got to be hard on the boulevard just like her. Get to work and he stay on her to be to work to be at work. But the player on the flip side, you know what I'm saying, man, he gets to kind of enjoy the candy and the fun <laughs> and all that shit. So I say, in order for you to be the best, have it would have to be a combination of us. We'd have to turn into one super nigga. We'd <laughs> <laughs> have to turn into one super nigga. It'd be the pimp and the player. That you know what I'm saying? That might be the next Super Marvel movie, man. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Thank you for being on top, Billy. I have to say that 
ever since I came on the scene in the early 90s, we've been friends and yeah, cool. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and I'm going to tell you something, man. I guess game recognized game because you've always been a cool-ass dude down to earth. I just wanted to always ask you this question. How did you be one of the most prolific people to really take the Bay Area and lift it like that? Was it just timing or it was purposeful? Well, like you said, when we came on, I was born in L.A. I was born on Sunset Boulevard at Kaiser Hospital down the street. Okay. And um, <clears throat> when I was uh, right after ninth grade, mm. I moved to Oakland. Okay. And went to high school. I started high school in Oakland and kind of, you know, I was a little kid when I was out here. Okay. You know, I, I was ahead of grade two, so I was 13, like just going on 14 when I moved. And... I, I kind of like, you know, what I got from L.A. as a kid has always been a part of how I move. Okay. L.A. is a big city. Absolutely. And you can only move certain ways coming up around here and just going from neighborhood to neighborhood and, and school to school. Like, there's a, a lot of rules that don't apply in other places it, and as it, as it doesn't in Oakland. But when I got to Oakland, that's when I came up with Too Short. That's when I started rapping. Okay. That's when I became a man. Everything I learned from there is what I came to be. Absolutely. So I I was born in LA, but I got the game from Oakland. No okay, doubt about okay. it. Okay. Now, Bonafide. Now, how did you come up with the name Too Short? Too Short was a name they was used to make fun of me, man. I was really short. And my <laughs> my brother and his friends. I wouldn't think he was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a joke at first. Like my brother and his friends, they used to call me short. Okay. Cause like you call a little nigga shorty. Right, right. Hey, little shorty. But right. I, I was just short. It's like, nigga, we can't even think. We they, can't even think of nothing to mess with so you. So my real name is Todd, right? So right. I, get, I get to high school. They're like, nigga, it's one thing that's not going to happen. We're not calling you Todd. At so, all. So we stand around a bunch of dudes. They're like, we got to come with a nickname with this little dude. <laughs> and they're like, man, I can't think of nothing, man. He's just short. And they just thought that was the funniest thing in the world. So they called me Short, Short, Short. That was the name. I didn't like it at all. Right. And I saw this movie, Penitentiary. Oh, with uh, the Lee, short was in there. Two, uh, Leon Kennedy was playing too sweet, too sweet, and I was like, okay, I'll put the two on that because Le Leon was getting all the bras, yeah, you know, beating everybody up <laughs> like in was, jail. So yeah, so I was like, I'm gonna put the two on there, and I I flipped it. I started rapping. I had to go get a little hat made that said too short on oh, it. Oh yeah. And then what I did, my brother and them, they older than me, so they not really gonna accept my intro with it. Okay. So what I did, I just went around their back, and I got too short popular. And they could, they had to roll with it, man. Yo, could, man, it, and it, it is so synonymous with with who you are. Like it's it's so cool. Like how you turned to, you know something that could have been you know sort of like a a diss or you know somebody to make you feel bad, but you found a way to flip it. And now it is it is huge. Your brand, it's a brand now. It's it's my it's who I am. Like yeah, I could have been like uh, if my nickname was like Turtle or something, right? <laughs> and it's, not because I was slow or not because right, right, I was right, green right, right. or not because I smoked weed, but right. you look like a turtle, nigga. <laughs> like, right. you know? Nah, but sure, you've always been a cool, you always have this like, uh, this sort of like, it's it's a pimp vibe, but it's also like cool ass motherfuckers type shit. I told you on. I strive to be the pimp and the player. It's a very hard thing to do. And you and you you battle you battle both sides of the exactly. game. Exactly. It, they cross each other out. They cancel each other right. out. Two negatives, two positive, whatever. But... I try, man. I try. And, then, you know, I'm going to tell you something else that worked what, in my favor, too. What's that? When I was in high school, I got my driver's license when I was 16. Okay. My first driver's license said I was five foot two. When I was 19 years old, I was five foot two. The summer after my 19th birthday, <laughs> I grew six inches. So all the niggas that went to high school with me with the short, with the short, they like, 
I'm like, bro, how you how you get up there? Like, like you, I, you had a late grave sport. Yeah, I left high school. Sport. I left high school five foot two. You lying? <laughs> and just went. You went to super stretch school and they stretched your ass. And I'd be like, yo, you got a little money and bought you some height. How you get up there, man? Like, hey, you see, I'm standing on my money, homie. So real quick, uh, I had a, I was going to call you because I was mad when I heard this, right? And I thought that, I said, man, don't tell me my brother retired. I never forget where I was <laughs> when you said you was retired from rap. I'm done. Never Bro, happened. I was about to call you and cuss you out, but I was mad as hell. What, what, what made you even say that, man? I'm tight. I was tight. So that, back in them days, <laughs> back in them days, it was, a, a you know, a vibe in hip hop that was like, if you're 30-something, you an old-ass man rapping. Okay. Like, that was out there. And I kind of uh, was, was feeding into it. I turned 30, and I'm like, man, I'm not about to be the 30-something-year-old rapper. because uh, I'm Like an old rapper, right? Like, the OGs are now, the, the originators, they're now in their 60s. I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm well into my 50s, man. I'm 56. Okay. And I'm a, I'm a little bit older than most rappers. Right, the new rappers, relatively. The, the wave of the fame of, I'm talking about even like the, the you know, the, the, the golden era of the, Late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit older than most guys. I come up. If I don't got them by one or two, I got them by five or more. You know, right? A lot of your favorite rappers, and which makes me the OG. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like I just like I kind of slipped into the OG status recently, and I, at first I was kind of hot because I'm like I ain't no OG, but then I was like kind of like it's kind of dope to be an OG because it's respected. You yeah. don't put in your work, and people love you. So it's actually kind of cool, and you live long enough to be OG. Oh, so as a black man, and you made it. You still here, like man. That's that's a thing. And you keep it. You keep yourself relevant, man. It's it's amazing how many people you have worked with, man. From Lady Gaga to Snoop to Scarface, UGK. I mean, it just the list goes on. Then you got artists like Drake taking one of your biggest songs and flipping oh, yeah. it, and it just created another wave for you. So it's like, how how do you, how do you make collaborations like that? As an artist, I don't know how that works. So you're a comedian, you're an actor, mm -hmm. and you know the value of, let me put in a real scenario for you. You got your significant other that you're really into, mm -hmm. and you got to keep explaining or just put it on the table that I got to move around. Like, I'm not moving around for any other reason than when I go out and I walk in a room and I'm someplace, things happen. Like, you bump into people that networking, you know what I'm saying? They're Absolutely. like. Bro, I got a role for you. Bro, uh, uh, come do this club. I got a, you know, a promoter might bump you. Like, man, I want to do uh, five dates with you. Like, if you didn't, if you stayed home that night, they wouldn't have never seen you. Yeah, and if you kind of get into that, I'm gonna stay in the house all the time vibe. Yeah, we definitely on Hollywood Boulevard. Yes, we are. <laughs> if, you, if you get into that, I'm gonna stay home kind of vibe. You better have like some mailbox money or something, man. Like, right. like you better have a Beast by Dre or something. You want to stay home because if you in this for the long run, you got to get out and be out, and that's what. That's why I you you see me mixing and mingling with different producers, different artists, different situations. I'm 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 always active because I a lot of stuff that comes my way to keep me in the game is just from me being out. And it's, and here's the thing, and you got so much goodwill, man. You know what I'm saying? Where your fans love you, other artists love you and respect you. I I have never in my entire career been in a place when Blow the Whistle came on and it didn't turn that moment into some shit like i don't know how you came up with this song what made you say blow the whistle and not the train and but whatever <laughs> you did was the bro please break down the origin of blow the whistle for me um little john is the producer okay and part of the magic is little john has a sound when he produces that's not the sound so you got a producer 
doing something customized for an artist. Right. He was attempting to make, and this is 2005 when we recorded it, released, released, it was released in 06. But okay. In 05, All right. Little John said, man, he, I'm like, play me some beats. He's like, I got beats, but I want to make a song that sound like a too short song that was just, you know, lost. 10 years ago right. and we just found it like oh man we gotta put this out like he wanted to make cause we in 2022 okay and to put this at a, a song that's 15 years old more than that and say Lil John was trying to make an old school too short song back in 05 cause I've been around a long time so he was he was digging on the, the early 90s too short vibe okay late 80s he was trying to just get that raw funk that basic bass line drums talk some shit the, the funk and whatever he came up with, I just heard the whistles in the beat. And the whistles, oh, that beat is the whistles so made me, I, I like to come with concepts. So the concept of the song, literally a lot of people don't get it, but the concept is I'm using sports metaphors. It's like in a sports context, but I'm talking about people who are doing too much in life. Like you're doing too many drugs. You're trying to, you know, party for too long. Right. And what happens when you fuck up in a game of football or basketball is they throw the flag, they blow the whistle, they call foul, <laughs> and like you fucking up, you fucking up. So I'm mentioning the song. Oh, oh shit! I never thought song, of it like that. But I mentioned in the song how you just doing way too much. I'm like blow the whistle. Like you can't, you can't do it like me. I could do all that shit. I'm saying, but you can't blow the whistle. You can't party for three days and 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 just and have these many hoes. Blow yeah, the whistle. Yeah, I was gonna say fuck seventy two hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I never. All I thought was, I, I like literally, and I, I, I'm, I feel so stupid right now. And I've heard the song a million times. When I hear the song, I always thought like you just doing it all night, like you partying so motherfucking hard. That, but in the song, I'm saying you can't do it. I say if you can't tap out, motherfucker. Right, blow the whistle. Yeah. And every, it, it, what's my favorite word? You the only artist that made calling a woman a bitch and they all feel comfortable with it in the party. It's, bitch! Like, like. It's fun. <laughs> like, I'm, how did you just say, bitch? I mean, it's the best bitch so, ever. <laughs> that that comes from the pimp shit, though. Back so, to the pimp and the player. God damn it. So in, in, the, in the pimp's world. <laughs> in the pimp world. Bitch is like saying baby, like sweetheart. Yeah. It's like, you know. See, now you you don't slip into your place. You say like baby, baby. Yeah, like, bitch, bitch, roll me a joint. She's like, okay, daddy. It's, it's enough. I hang out with a few pimp homies right now, and then I bring people around that aren't pimps or hoes, and they be like, did he just call his girlfriend bitch eight times and she didn't say nothing? I'm like, that's her name. Shit, I don't know. Like, I like, met I met a real pimp, man. I promise you this is a true story. So I'm at the barbershop, and there's a real pimp in there, right? And I, I don't know if I can say his name because he might be, you know, whatever. But he was saying, man, I said, man, are you real pimp? He said, man, let me tell you something, Bill Bellamy. <laughs> I had a bitch work for me. I had one bitch to do my laundry. I had a bitch that get my businesses. I had a bitch to go get my motherfucking money. And he said, and I had a bitch to count it. I said, oh my God. <laughs> I said, wow, wow. And I said, I, and I asked him this question. And I said, did you ever fall in love with one of your girls? Mm -hmm. He said, man, I tell you, the, he did this. I tell you the goddamn truth. One of my bitches went to leave me. And she said, I can't say, I'm gonna say, daddy, 
I'm gone. You ain't treating me right. And I'm leaving you. And I'm going to get me another motherfucking daddy. He said, bitch, the highway go both ways. God damn it. Well, walk on. And he said, when she started walking, he said, I started crying. <laughs> he said, I didn't think that bitch was going to walk away from me, Bill. I fell out laughing because he was like, man, that was the only one that had my, that caught me. Did you ever, did you ever like run into a situation like that? Uh, well, I, I have caught feelings, man. I mean, everybody you know, has. Yes. You know, we human and in, in the pimp world, I think, um, in the big picture of things, you know what I'm saying? You got to have an exit plan. She does. And you do too. So, if that is in the cards for a certain hoe and a certain pimp and they go off to the sunset together, so be it. But, you know, um, I've seen some happy endings. <laughs> so you mean to tell me there's a possibility that a, a pimp can fall in love with his hoe? It's possible. Every now and then. You know, they end up with a little little family. It, a little family, some little trick, some little trick babies. They have some trick babies. <laughs> You know, you know what the, a perfect transition was that? career uh -huh. for a pimp is. What's that? Preacher. Get up on that pulpit, spit the game, learn the word. You know what I'm saying? Get saved a little bit. And, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's an actual natural transition. Yeah, you don't got to take your jury off. You ain't no. Gotta, you, you ain't got to change your wardrobe. You just got to learn the Bible. You ain't got to change your walk. You can ride the same whip. You just got to. Speak it with convention, conviction and mean it. And, and it's tax-free. And usually, if you go far off into that world okay. and you look that beast in the eye, you will get saved. I, you know so, what, brother? When I, when I see a lot of ex-pimp you know preachers... You're not, you're not going to be spitting all this game on my show, man. Because you spit game right now. I seen your fingers move a little bit. He was in, he was like, baby, you can talk to that beast right there. What? I know what I'm saying, man. You, you got to think about it, though, man. Literally, like, uh, you know, a, a, a pimp um, get too far in the dark, man. One of your hoes get murdered or something or, or just, you know, just bad things happen. Man, they should have run your ass straight up in the church. And you, you know what I'm saying? All right. I got a question for you. I'm I'm a, I'm a young guy. This This is a scenario. And I'm I'm learning the pimp game. What kind of boot camp would I go to to get my pimping together? Like, what could I learn in a six week course on how to really pimp this game? Give me a couple. As far as my understanding, the best way to, to a crash course to being a pimp mm -hmm. is to have a seasoned hoe <laughs> choose up on you and teach you on the fly. Like a lot of pimps was made by. You by know, a woman. By so you mean to tell hoes. me I got to go search and scour to find a seasoned hoe to teach me the At game? At the same time, you're going to be learning the isms that that, her, that she wants to give you because you her young fly new nigga. Okay. Um, she might recruit you another one or two and it might give you some lines and like, you know, reel them in and then the family looking good. Next thing you know, you got three and then you learning on the fly. That's a quick crash course. I mean, another way is to, um, is to really put your game down and you come up with a couple of girls that's, that's with you. Okay. So come with a two-piece. I, I want to follow this closure. I don't want anybody listening to try to be a pimp. Like, no, 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 no. This, this is just, this is all hypothetical. So you get your, I've always wanted you to get you a couple of them, you put them, you put them to work, you get out there amongst the sharks, and they just take them from you. Mm. 
That'll give you a crash course on getting your shit together quick. Right, because if somebody steal your hose real quick, you got to go back and get them. That's like when you get your, your new brand new bike for Christmas and stolen at the park. Yeah, that, You're like, that shit will never, never happen again. again. <laughs> no, you will never. Okay, okay. So now now here's here's a scenario, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's say this is, this is pimp them right here for the people that are watching. This is learning how to pimp this game. Having a good job and being a player is more fun than, than, yeah, than, like so, than pimping. Pimping so is hard, but it's very stressful, seems yeah, like. It's, yeah. it's, being a, a being a pimp is very stressful. You're a therapist, to, you're a therapist. You're a therapist. You 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 making harsh decisions every yeah, now and then. You're a spouse, a parent. Uh, <laughs> the player gets to have more fun, obviously, right? And not have to worry about you, the uh the uh the getting of the money and all the yeah, different so things. So these pimp scenarios is uh it's very particular. Pimping to fuck your life up. Yeah, so we gotta relax. It ain't for everybody. It ain't for so for the people that are listening and you really want to be a pimp, just take your time. It's a lot of pitfalls in there. Let's talk about collaborations because people probably don't want to uh, just go do the research. You have worked with damn near everybody you ever wanted to work with. I, I don't understand this. Now mm -hmm. you've been doing this thirty years. Okay, 30 you plus. have thirty plus. You have pulled the, the Bay Area, put it on your back, and start running forward. You have worked with E-40, Lady Gaga, Snoop Dogg, Big, um, uh, uh, Chris Brown, uh, Drake. I mean, it's just, it's endless. It's news Tupac. Tupac. I mean, which which collaboration that you use, like, yo, man, that was just unbelievable. Um. Well, E40 is my number one collaborator. Like we have, I have more songs with him than anybody else. We okay. actually, we actually did a project together, a double album, right? And now we're in a group together, Mount Westmore. Which we just, is what we're gonna talk. We're gonna get to that. Okay. So, okay. we got a lot of songs. So I, I got a, a lot, lot, a lot of good memories. We shot a lot of videos. We did a lot of shows together. So a lot of good memories with 40. Mm. Um, one, my really good friends uh -huh. that I make music with, you know, multiple songs, um, Scarface. Oh. Always classic when we get in the studio. We oh. made we made that fuck faces. You must be used to all the finer that shit. Oh. Um, my guy, um, Pimp C. Oh. I love you know when Pimp C was alive, man. I love being in the studio with him because he's the kind of guy who walks in the room with a beat already ready to go, jump in the booth, throw a little medley on it, a little melody and and the hook and shit, and it's. You run it. And we, yeah, we in there. So he, he come in there with an idea. All you got to do is light one up. Um, Eric Sermon, oh. good friend of mine. We were neighbors in Atlanta. Yes, sir, and, uh, Sermon. And we got in the studio quite often. We got, we got some joints together. And I mean, it's a lot of, I, I'm a, okay, I'm, I'm okay. I got to talk to you like a comedian, right? Okay. So in the comedian world, man, the Absolutely. comedy world, there's a certain, same thing amongst MCs that flow and people who make good songs. Right. It's just, I know I'm comfortable. You good. You do what I do. We do it. If we was to collab on writing jokes together or doing a headline and a show together, right. I'm good. Because right. I know you. And it's a certain people, the earthquakes and the motherfuckers you fuck with. You don't got no flaw. You don't got the background check. You're like, if I'm on the bill, he on the bill. Y'all finna have a good show. This show gonna be crazy. Yeah, you don't never hesitate. I have a lot of artists like that. Producers and artists, when you end up in the studio with them, you don't really, you just get on autopilot because they do what you do. And it's gangster. Yeah, and it's like, man, it's like, where are we going with this? With it this time? And you never, like, if I'm in the studio with Snoop Dogg, we're never going to run dry or, or, <laughs> no, or have nothing. Yeah, I would love, I miss 
I honestly, bro, I honestly miss my days going to the studio with the cats. Hey, y'all, y'all comedians should do what us rappers do. We, we're, <laughs> we're going to the studio to make a song together. Uh -huh. Somebody start smoking some weed. Uh -huh. Like, you should listen to this shit I, I made, like, not too long ago. I play you about seven songs. Then you like, oh, yeah, I've been working on some shit, too. You play me about ten songs. Next thing you know, we ain't working on shit. We just smoking weed. <laughs> And listen to the songs. Yo, Could you imagine if, if y'all went in the studio yo, together? With jokes, we do that. Uh, I, I had a, I had um one of my one of my guests was Ti, and you know, and Ti is doing comedy, you know, mm -hmm. and Ti came to the show and he had an idea on a joke, and so we go, he goes on stage and does the joke, and then when he comes back, I punch it up with him, mm -hmm. and it was the same. It's like, yo, I got a verse for you. Is it like that? The way y'all do it? That's how we do it. Be yeah. like. Yo, man, when you say this, you could go right here. And he'd be like, yo, that's dope. Yeah, that's how you do it, man. We just kind of, um, you just kind of, uh, you just trust. We trust each other trust and, you, and you feel the vibe and, and the weed's got to be good. Definitely. The weed is much, so much a part of hip hop. <laughs> it's just so much a part of it. Like you, a lot of rappers don't smoke, right. but the smoking is part of the environment. It, it, it creates the... Uh, the the um the energy the e forty is an off and on smoker like you know right. smoke for two years quit for five smoke for one quit for two like he I don't know what the rhyme or reason is of when it is and when it ain't but you know even when you're around him and he's not in smoke vibe it might be some smoke in the air one of the homies it's still blowing he's still if you ask him like roll one he probably got a little little stash right a little something that like, he's on reserve I ain't, I ain't blowing but I got something from a company you know that type of shit. Hey, when you this new project you have that everyone's excited about, mm -hmm. um, we we've been hearing whispers about it, uh, the Mount Westmore project. Can you can you break it down for me and the name and and the relevance of what it is? So the name obviously um, comes from Mount Rushmore, right? Which is you know the great four uh, white guys on there on the on the mountain. I can't name. I know George Washington. One of I can't name. probably Lincoln and Washington and somebody else. Mm -hmm. I know it's it's Mount Rushmore. Nobody could ever name all four. Right, we can't. No. <laughs> it's four, I was, I so like, let's try. Let's try. It's Lincoln. I named two. George Washington. Thomas Jefferson, probably. Thomas Jefferson. If I had to guess. And anybody who are we missing? They can't never name the four of them, but I'm a guess. LeBron. No. I'm, I'm gonna say his last name is. <laughs> I'm gonna say the because you know the fourth guy's name last name is Adams. I'm guessing. I doubt it. I don't know. Who, who's the fourth guy on my Rushmore? Garfield. Board? Who we got? Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Link. Fox. Washington, Jefferson. Jefferson. There you go. And that's oh, we missed Roosevelt. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Roosevelt, but it's not that Jeff. It's Mr. Jefferson from the Jeffersons. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> George. <laughs> so let's, so the name comes from Rushmore. Okay, Mount Westmore. And um, uh, the idea actually was was born in a conversation between E Forty and his uh manager, and they was just chopping it up during the quarantine, mind you. Absolutely, not the pandemic. The quarantine. The quarantine. When nobody was, everybody was at home, not going nowhere. And Forty figured, this is how he tells the story. He figured in his mind how he could make this happen because they visualized all four of us doing a project based on the fact that we do a lot of shows together. Okay. We're always on the same bill. Like, dang, y'all always on the same bill. What if I was in a group together? And then it, that bill would be, you know, bigger and better. So he said, I figured the hardest one to, 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 to convince was going to be Ice Cube. So he called Cube first, and they had a short conversation about it. Cube immediately jumped on board, and before they could even get off the phone, Cube was the one that yelled, I know, I know the name for the group, Mount Westmore. He came up with that right off the head, first conversation. So now, so Forty got the idea, 
Cube came with the name, and they literally called me on the phone together. So, I mean. How we going to say no to that? Yeah, I mean, like, that's the phone calls to quarantine. I ain't did shit in who knows how long. Like, We're, I'm in, boy. Like, let's, like, let's go. We're going for one last rodeo. <laughs> Whatever. I'm like, I'm coming. Let's go. Like, like, <laughs> Get the horses. We're going to Mount Westboro, baby. Fucking a uh, bucket list movie or some shit. I don't know. But uh, then, then they called Snoop. And Snoop was like, man, y'all my OGs. I grew up on all, all y'all. I'm like, not in the group. I'm in the group. Hell yeah. Snoop, Snoop is so crazy, man. Every blue moon, he turns to us and said, man, thank y'all for letting me be in the group. Oh, <laughs> like, you like, nigga, you a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how, that, but you got to understand, man, Snoop is so humble. And uh, he's one of those guys that appreciates all the flowers of his life. You could tell. And, and his, his thank you is, is very sincere. Because he's yes, like, man, y'all don't understand, man. I, I was, grew up listening to fucking Ice Cube and Too Short and motherfucking E-40 been a part of my life. He's like, man, I love this shit. And we get on stage, we've done quite a few shows together. I, it's got to be crazy electric out there, man. And all I can say, I don't want to tell, tell too much about it, but it's probably going to be one of the greatest shows you ever see. The show is two and a half hours long, and we have to, like, rush and compact and, and you know, to fit in enough, you know what I'm saying? Just like, to make it fit so every yeah. show is moving. Bah, bah, boom, each boom. one of us regularly do a, a one hour plus show by ourselves. Right, so you just probably do, everybody do 25 to 30 and boom, 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 boom. And we couldn't imagine doing a four hour show, but we could. <laughs> when, when, uh, where could people go to check it out at? Uh, so we, they can go, is it going to be online? Is it going to be listed? We just did a major run mm -hmm. hitting a lot of cities, but that was just that was like phase one. We okay. went out in an early phase late last year okay. and did like three shows and just tested who we are and how we could do it. And then we were like, okay, we thought about it and they built the stage set and they they just fine-tuned it, man. And we went out and did probably like another 15, 20 shows and now it's like a machine. Oh, so man. for whatever scheduling reasons, we're going to fall back, drop the album. Right. You know, these guys got like movie commitments and all kind of shit. So right. we got we got to like everything's got to be timed out. So this is the part where we kick back. We dropped the the first album. We recorded like um forty five songs. God damn! And out of them forty five songs, I don't know if you can curse on top <laughs> top billing. All forty five. I've been cursing the whole time. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> we opened up with Pimps and Hoes. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> Out of those 45 songs, there are truly two dope albums recorded. It's done. No touch-up needed. Just need to, you know, whenever, you know, put Mix it together. Mix a little the project. something. So project one is done. It's coming out really soon. I think uh, next month, to be precise. Oh, man. It's dope. It's a lot, lot of visuals. I could just, I could show you for reaction purposes. Okay. A video. Hey, yo. Hey, just, hey, hey. I'm just going to tell y'all. It just sent it to Mount me. Westmore is on the way, and it's exclusive on top billing. I'm just telling you, this is exclusive. I wish we had to. <laughs> just, just so you can see, because because we we got cube vision. Ice Cube is is a uh, is our visionary. So, oh man, he making uh, our videos are movies. The fr the first video, Big Sub was Big Sub Woofer was dope. Oh, but this yeah. next one, this next vi the next visual we dropping, we spending like a lot of money. It's the new days where you know we can. Sponsorship, partnerships, and stuff where the the big budgets is coming not Ooh. out of your pocket. You know, the niggas in the group is so rich we ain't signed a label, no label or nothing. Yeah, it's all independent. <laughs> but look at the this, the cinematography. Look at the, the it's the, a movie. I'm telling you, like that's what's coming. That song right there is called Free Game. That's the next single. You can put it by the microphone a little bit once. 
I'm showing in the video right now, y'all. And y'all can't even. This is free game. This is <laughs> yo. This is exclusive on top billing. It ain't even hit the string. <laughs> yo, I feel so good right now. Hey, man, I am so I'm so blessed to be a friend of yours, man. And I'm blessed that we have this just kinship, man. Brother, brother to brother, king to king, man. Yes, sir. You you born to win, man, and you got to continue to win. And you top billing. Motherfucker, you, right. you motherfucking right. Top billing literally means when you're on the show, yes, your name's on top of everybody else's. Holla! <laughs> you get it. Hey, this is too short on top billing. Make sure y'all get ready for that Mount Westmore pimp. Get your pimp game up. Learn how to pimp the game. If you ain't gonna be a pimp, you better be a player. My name is Bill Bellamy. We out of here, baby. That's a dope <laughs> You don't know how to do this shit. You ain't gonna be a pimp. You gotta be a player. Exactly. Can I ask a question from outside? Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we got time. Lamont from outside, too short, wants to know, what's the best investment advice you got for someone who just got cash? Somebody that just got cash. Uh, don't give it to your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> don't give it to your girlfriend. Uh, the jewelry in the car, it's going to fade away, too. With the chick, you know. Right. Um, best investments, man. For for some new, it's like that. That that's like Somebody what? New. What kind of money though? Like yeah, what kind of money you want to invest? Let's say five k. Say you got five thousand dollars. I would say if you. This is a question that we have from the audience. I just came into some money, and I want to invest. Inverse invest in solid stocks. Don't try to get rich off your first one. Invest in. You know, stuff like visas, where, where money at, where money is not going nowhere. Costco, people go to Costco all the time. They talking about the safe stocks, yeah. Yeah, yeah just yeah. safe stuff. With, so the first one, you won't get burnt and you feel like you just lost your ass. You know what I'm talking about? Now, if you jumped in over the crypto and it is and that and you do, you put all your money in this one stock and they go, it, it, sometimes they just go left. Yeah, you drop the five G's in the right startup and wait a couple years and sit down. <laughs> Just sit down. That's Take your five G's and sit down. Ride it out. Know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a, I subscribe to the hustler uh, format, and that's just like however you got that money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you should invest your money. You should sh try to stretch it or whatever. But you got to keep hustling and be confident that you can keep making that money. Right. And then you like making it, you putting this there, that there. You got to have those multiple irons in the fire. Cause, Absolutely. Because that one thing is, a, it's a, I mean, I don't know a lot of people that just made it on that one thing. Yeah, I mean, you got to, you, you look at my career, right? You look at me. I've done so many multiple things simultaneously. That's how I've been able to be in the game 28 years. You know what exactly. I'm saying? So I, I, if I just was relying on just movies, that's it. You know how much money I would have missed? You got to do comedy albums. You got to do tours. You got to do movies. You yeah. got to do businesses on the side. You got to... You got to be an owner in Breakbeat Media. Exactly. You got to understand how to do collaborations with the right people and create a platform for the culture. You got to learn how to be a marketing person. Learn how to invest in yourself. Like yeah, some, some people, that 5Gs, if it's that small amount, you might just reinvent yourself and come back at it. It can make your hustle better. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, and make sure you get a lot of hoes. All right, so that, <laughs> that's what he wanted to say. So, hey, hey man, only on top of we, we, we call them pimping tools. Pimping tools, baby. One-on-one. Might, -on -one. might want to invest in some of that. <laughs>
<laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't know you was gonna do it like that. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. Milk is chilling. This is chilling. What more can 